AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Welcome to Creature Feature, production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host of Mini Parasites, Katie Golden. I studied psychology and evolutionary biology, and today on the show we're talking turkey. It's that time of year when everyone puts a turkey inside their mouth. This year, I know a lot of you responsible folks are modifying your normal holiday season to be safer by staying isolated. But we don't have to isolate from turkeys, so I'm going to invite a whole flock of turkeys into your home. We're going to talk turkey facts, turkey romance, turkey history, and alternative turkeys. Discover this and more as we answer the age-old question, is that a snood on your forehead or are you just happy to see me? Joining me today is comedian and creator of the Audible original, Like Mother, Allison Stevenson. Welcome! Hi! I am excited to have you. I've been following you on Twitter for a while and you're very funny and this is a dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Thank you. (laughs) So we are talking about turkeys today. What's your relationship with turkeys? You know, not a strong one. I'll okay. I'll admit I I never really had like a lot of I think I mean it's kind of sad, but I think everybody's biggest relationship with turkey is Thanksgiving, and I never had that many like traditional Thanksgivings growing up. My mom's very Jewish and like she always associated Thanksgiving to be like a 
Christian holiday. She didn't really view it as like non-denominational. So she'd always be like, why would we do that? We're Jewish. Like, that's just not, (laughs) we don't do Thanksgiving. And so that was kind of like the turkey thing. And I didn't really have a lot of turkey in my life, I guess. As a meat, as a as a yeah. food. <laughs> I would say as a food, I don't want to be too controversial here, but I don't think it's like the best meat, to be honest. So I would I, agree I with that. You know, it's really hard to make without turning it in, into chalk. I think it is an interesting thing because we have this relationship with turkeys, which is they're the food animal. Or sometimes we make pictures of them using our hand and trace our hand. And it's like, that's a turkey. But... Turkeys have a whole other life to them that I think is important to know. And especially if, like, we're going to eat them, I, th- I think it's, like, you know, it's important to know the animal that we that we use and, like, how important they are and some of the dangers that they've faced and what their lives are like. How can we have something that we glibly call Turkey Day without really getting to know the turkey as yeah. an individual? So... I'm going to, this whole episode, we're going to talk about turkeys. Part one, we're talking about turkey facts. Just straight up turkey facts about traditional turkeys that we know and love. The wild turkeys of America, which (laughs) I say America not because I'm like USA focused, because it is actually from the entire continent of America. Wild turkeys evolved over 11 million years ago. And the first evidence of domestication was around 2,000 years ago in Central America, which, you know, so these these birds have been around a lot longer than dumb colonists decided to like, (laughs) hey, let's just do a holiday where we put our hands on a piece of paper and trace it on construction paper. (laughs) Right. I wonder what a turkey would think looking at a hand drawing of a turkey. Mm. What their take would be on that representation of themselves. I mean, if cartoons are anything to go by, all you need is a little like a bow and some long eyelashes and the male turkeys are going to be sexually attracted to it, no matter like how (laughs) shoddily created it is. Uh, (laughs) So the Latin name of the turkey is Gallopavo, which means chicken peacock. Oh, which you know, look, I think it works. Yeah, yeah. All right, if you're not convinced, <laughs> I think we should look at another species of turkey, one that's less less known, which is called the oscillated turkey. Now, Allison, I have shared with you yes. an image of this turkey. This is a turkey that is... Beautiful, bright, vivid colors like Mm -hmm. iridescent green and powder blue, kind of like peacock colors. It's got this bright blue head and bright red rings around its eyes and these bright orange, what are, they look like warts. They're actually called caruncles. It's like chicken pox chic. Yeah, yeah. They do kind of look like ornamentation because they are. They're meant to be attractive. So caruncles are fleshy, warty growths that you'll find on turkeys. (laughs) And for the oscillated turkey, these bright orange warts on the male's heads are sexually attractive to the females. And the brighter they are, uh, 
demonstrates their physical health to the females. I wish this is how it was for people because yeah. my acne would be super hot. You know, I, I do. I genuinely wish that we could get past this idea that like, oh, acne is like, you know, is unattractive. It's normal. Everyone gets it. Totally you know? normal. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm looking at this turkey with these big, bright orange bumps all over its face. And I think it's cool. I think it's a good look. I think it, it is, honestly. It yeah. I mean, some some are a little nicer than others, I'll admit. Right. You have you can have a, a, your taste in like turkeys, <laughs> like in, which ones you find more attractive. In which turkey you're more uh, sexually attracted to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but even are what most people know to be the turkey. So not just the oscillated turkey, but the wild turkey found in the U.S. and North America is, also has caruncles. So it has, the, you know, all those bumps all over its face, uh, which are also sexually attractive to the females. Also, a feature of the turkey is the snood. Guess what part of the turkey is the snood? Uh, is it that neck thingy? Close, close. Oh, okay. The neck thingy is the waddle. So the snood ah. is that like big dangly phallus-like thing that hangs off of its beak. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Hey, let me like add it. Let me add an actual let me add an actual turkey picture or a North American turkey picture. Can I can I get one high res turkey snood, please? <laughs> Just like one. If I had a nickel. Yeah. For every time I Googling found myself. Googling high res turkey snood. <laughs> All right. That was an adventure, but I found you the most attractive turkey oh, I've ever seen in my life. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my so, goodness. So the snood is that flap of skin coming. It looks like it's coming from between its eyes and down its beak. And it's just this long <laughs> pendulous sort of phallus of skin and it is you were not joking when you said phallus it looks it looks like this turkey's beak is not circumcised well i mean it, the comparison does not stop there because these <laughs> snoods can actually become erect so are you kidding when they me? are no when they are sexually excited it will fill with blood turn a brighter red and become engorged so, you know, a little bit of a face wiener. Oh, my God. So if you call him a dickhead, it's actually a compliment. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. Exactly. So the longer the snood, the healthier the male in general, which is, you know, I mean. That's what I like to think as well. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm sorry, men, but if you don't got a snood. <laughs> Uh, you snood, you lose. You snood, you lose. No snood, <laughs> no mood. So in addition to the snood to attract females is the waddle. So the waddle is that gathering of bare flesh at the turkey's neck, that just brilliant red globular <laughs> beard of wrinkled flesh. Oh, my and Lord. the lady turkeys love it. It's just so attractive to them. You see a guy with a good beard. It's like, hey, that's nice. I like that beard. It's a nice beard. Sure. But just imagine that, but it's made out of flesh. <laughs> it's like a, if a beard and a ball sack were, became yeah, one. Yeah, 
it's a bit it's a bit scrotal it is a bit scrotal <laughs> i i will admit that it, it, it um, is a tad bit and it's typically bright red and scarlet uh and it gets brighter and redder when the males are trying to attract a mate so that's cool wattles also have uh over just sort of their sexual function they also help cool the birds down by creating some bare skin surface area where heat can dissipate so you know just kind of oh. like just got to air out your waddle to stay cool in the heat <laughs> i know i do that yeah yeah i can do i can get a waddle sometimes if yeah, i just gotta just like if you hold your neck back get, yeah you know that like there's that little thing my chin is just like a little too relaxed. <laughs> my waddle. My yeah. waddle is showing. Yeah. <laughs> and here's another cool turkey fact. Uh, if you thought you could escape the podcast without learning about turkey poop, you were wrong. <laughs> so turkey poops come in hymns and hers. So female turkey poops come in curly spiral shapes Male poops come in long strands or fish hook shapes. So huh. so male and female turkeys are pretty sexually dimorphic. Like female turkeys are browner. They don't have all these like weird erectile snoods and and super red engorged waddles. The but so you can like tell them apart. But if you really want to tell the birds apart just by their poop alone, you can. Congratulations. Wow. You find you find curly poops, it's a female. You find long poops, it's a male. Well, I mean, maybe you're about to go into it, but why, how is it, what, how does that, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is due to the shape of the cloaca. So birds, they got cloaca. It's the hole that does it all. So both males and females have a cloaca that they use for sex, peeping, and pooping. Female turkeys lay eggs, so their cloaca is stretchier. And mm. when they poop, it allow because their cloaca kind of stretches out, it allows the poop to clump into little spirals. Whereas males have narrower, less stretchy cloacas because they do not lay eggs. And also their penis takes up a good amount of space when she's in the cloaca because like you know, male birds, they do have penises, but they're like tucked in the cloaca unless they're having sex. So, hmm. yeah. So like because there's basically max capacity in the cloaca. <laughs> and so when you have only when you have one hole that does it all, it is efficient, but storage yeah. can be an issue. Right, 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 yeah. right. So basically their poop comes out a lot narrower and straighter because it's being squeezed out of a tighter cranny. <laughs> I'm so glad I know this. Really, you're very welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show, Allison. Your first creature feature. Yeah, no, this was a wonderful way to be introduced yeah. to this. Yes, yeah. It's what was it? A clo a cloaca? A cloaca. cloaca. All birds got them. It's the it's the magical hole that does it all. <laughs> I love. It's like a sales pitch. <laughs> It's found, yeah, and it's like it's not just birds; it's reptiles. So yeah, it's uh, you know, we are actually mammals are kind of weird for having more than one hole. If you think about it, I've always thought that. Yeah, I've right? always thought we got too many. Too many. <laughs> 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 Got to consolidate. <laughs> 
a myth about turkeys is that they are flightless birds because they look like they shouldn't fly, right? They're these big, mm-hmm. chunky things with like weird snoods and waddles just going around. Uh, but they can actually fly. So, and they can also run and swim. So these oh, are like bird what? athletes. Yes. So they can fly up to 50 miles per hour, which is about 80 kilometers per hour. They only fly for short distances. They don't do long distance flying that much, but they can they can fly like a, a, a little while. Yeah, like for a few minutes. That's pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. They can also run up to 12 miles per hour, which is about 19 kilometers per hour, which I think is probably more than me. Which is bad news if I'm faced with a turkey. Um, yeah, if you had to race one. Right, or escape one. Okay. And <laughs> you're also not going to be safe if you try to escape a turkey by diving into a lake. Because turkeys can swim by folding their wings and kicking their back legs. So This isn't, like, I never knew that. I always thought of them as pretty defenseless animals. Right. Oh, no, no, they we're going to talk about it later, but they are certainly not defenseless. Uh, in fact, yeah, it's, it, it's some people who share areas with wild turkeys probably know how aggressive they can be Ooh. and frankly, kind of scary because, you know, like you think about uh, when you have a whole turkey, right? Like the big, the big Thanksgiving turkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that usually comes from a pretty young turkey and it's huge. Like that's, Oh, yeah. Now... Imagine that covered in feathers with the head and legs attached. With a, a waddle. With and a waddle and a, a, and a snood. Waddle. Just like it's quivering terrifying. with anger. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go to break, I do want to play some turkey sounds because, of course, we know the classic turkey gobble, which I wish I could do a good turkey gobble. Unfortunately, I'm actually really bad at doing bird sounds. Uh, I know it's like incongruent with my brand as like a bird lover, but I just can't. I'm I can't do human accents and I can't do bird sounds that good. It's uh, we, all, really, we all have our flaws. It's really cramping my style both as a comedian and as a bird lover. So it's like. Oh, you're a bird lover who's a comedian, but you can't do accents and you can't do bird sounds? Well, all right. (laughs) But uh, here's, I think this is their classic sound. Classic turkey gobble. But they also do other sounds. They do purrs. They do clucks. Uh, Here's a sound. I think this one's a purr. Let me make sure. They're angry little kittens. Aw. That does yeah. seem like a hard, to, in your defense, it's a difficult sound to imitate. Yeah. Like, yeah. the throat work involved. But yeah. I don't have a waddle. And I don't yeah. have a snood. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is another call. It's. I think we're starting to get into like Jurassic Park noises, and it reminds you, like, yeah, these are dinosaurs. They're literally. Yeah. I mean, birds are literally dinosaurs. We know the whole turkey like gobble mm-hmm. noise, but then once they start making these chirps and weird sort of dinosaur-like noises, it's like, oh yeah, 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 they're dinosaurs that we just pretend that are never going to rise against us. <laughs> and here's an alarm call.
little underwhelming, I have to say. It's like I yeah. when I thought of a turkey alarm call, I would think like basically a car alarm screaming at me. It's very subdued. But yeah, it's just sort of like a pop. Yeah. Before we go to break, I'm going to try to do a turkey gobble, but then you also have to try to do one too. Okay. Is that, is that fair? I'll, I'll, you know, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, no judgment. Like, I'm not, mine is not going to be that great either. So yeah, mine's going to be gonna, awful. I'm going to try to, like, create a waddle for myself and, like, <laughs> grab my throat skin. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to steal your method. Okay. That... Give it a shot. What? <laughs> like a. That was good. Is I that good? That was, I feel like that's better than mine. Let me let me try mine again. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. Getting the if I get the tongue action in there with it, it starts to sound a little better. Like. Oh, oh, that was good. That was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I, there we go. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm we're going to start attracting turkeys to us, yeah. so... <laughs> My window just forced turkeys show up. <laughs> you look outside, there's, there's a bunch erect. of... Bunch of horny turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, I've been pretty shitted. Look, I've had no action for eight months. They say we have to be isolated from other humans, not from turkeys. There you go. Dating tip from Creature Feature. <laughs> Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. 
Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Needless to say, our relationship to turkeys has been complicated. We love turkeys, we love to eat them, and we nearly drove them to extinction in North America. It wasn't until the 19th century, however, that they became associated with the holidays. Before then, pork was a more popular holiday food, as it was a more rare source of meat, whereas turkey were eaten year-round. Two great consequences, as we will soon discuss. Allison, have you heard that story about how Benjamin Franklin wanted the official United States bird to be a turkey? I I don't think I have. So there is this story that, well, like I said, Benjamin Franklin wanted the official USA bird to be the turkey instead of the bald eagle. And it is, the idea is taken from this quote from Benjamin Franklin himself, where he says, For my own part, I wish the bald eagle had not been chosen as the representative of our country. He is a bird of bad moral character. He does not get his living honestly. For in truth, the turkey is in comparison a much more respectable bird, and withal, a true original native of America. So, um, I I think, like, I read this thing about, like, how true was it? Like, was he really a champion of the turkey to be the symbol of America? And it's unclear. I think, like, he did genuinely dig the turkey as a symbol Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't think he was he didn't run like a super hard campaign against uh the bald eagle as a symbol uh but really what it it, the actual story is actually really interesting because the reason he lashed out at the eagle was the bald eagle was being used symbolically amongst these like nouveau aristocrats in early america that benjamin franklin really disliked strongly so the society of Cincinnati, a group of officers serving under George Washington in 1783, wanted to establish a nepotistic hereditary order of merit passed patrilineally from oldest son to oldest son, and they wanted the eagle to serve as their symbol. And Benjamin Franklin scoffed at them for being an aristocratic institution and for like hoity-toity symbolism and like he, he really bristled at all that. And great, so we never did it again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this is making me rethink the eagle. Right. I mean, to be fair, I think bald eagles are super cool. There's a lot of gender parity. Like, they, when they're selecting a mate, they both compete for each other. And then they, as they're flying in the air, once they've found a mate, they think they, like, they lock claws together and go into a death spiral towards the ground to make sure that each one of them is like metal enough to truly be their partner and then they are monogamous so it's like it's really cute so it's nothing like being a woman dating in her 20s (laughs) (laughs) the turkey's whole system is a little different from the bald eagle like i am going to talk about turkey romance so do not worry i know everyone's (laughs) like holding her breath like please please talk about the sex lives of turkeys if you do not I will never listen to your podcast again. Um, But no, we will talk about the sex lives of turkeys. So please do not leave me an angry review. (laughs) But yeah, so I think it is interesting that Benjamin Franklin was like, we should have the the turkey as this down to earth symbol. Like he was kind of worried about the the symbol of the eagle being used to like pump up the the egos of nepotistic sort of aristocratic institution. Man, I think he was right. Yeah. But of course, we don't have that problem in America, do we, folks? (laughs) It's like, wait a minute. 
It's like everything's coming together. All the webs are connecting. <laughs> like, oh my, this is how Trump happened. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> of the eagle. I do wonder, like, if the psychology of America would have been different had the turkey been our national symbol, right? Like, like it could have been. Would we have started so many wars if we our national symbol was the humble turkey? Uh, I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. I don't know. I think it would have kind of been like a little more humble and a little more like, hey, you know what? We don't have to be badass. Having warts on our face is fine. Like, you know, just like a little more chill. We would be a much better society, I think. I think, I think so. We'd, we'd be more giving. I think so. Yeah, It'd be exactly. Thanksgiving every day. <laughs> <laughs> we would decimate the turkey population. Yeah. Actually, we almost did, which we'll talk about right now, actually. Perfect. Wild turkeys in the U.S. were almost hunted to extinction at one point. Another thing I think people are not aware of, they had been driven to extirpation, which is like a local extinction. So when an animal is driven out of an area and no longer found there, but it still exists in other locations like that is called extirpation. Mm. So this happened in Connecticut and Vermont in the early 1800s. And by the 1930s, they were extirpated in 18 states. And their population was down to 2% of its original size. From 10 million wild turkeys to only 200,000. Due to hunting regulations starting in the 1940s to 50s and conservation efforts where conservationists would release wild birds into areas that they had been driven out of, their population is starting to recover and actually has partially recovered. Now there are about 6 million wild turkeys in the U.S. So that's a bit of a conservation success story. I mean, it's yeah. far, like, we still haven't reached 10 million turkeys for the turkey reckoning to happen, but we're almost there. <laughs> Is that the number that needs to be met for the turkeys to... It's critical turkey mass for the uprising, and I, for one, welcome it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. It would be another thing on the, uh, if it happened <laughs> in 2020, it would be like another, like, yep. That makes sense. I feel like humans had our shot to <laughs> run society. I'm ready for turkeys to run our society for us. I love the idea of dinosaurs coming back to be in charge of Earth. It's it's just turkeys and chickens. <laughs> I, no joke, was thinking about running a and d campaign like that. Uh, I may still do it, so we'll see. <laughs> Uh, Speaking of turkeys getting their revenge, in Massachusetts, there is revenge of the turkeys. Revenge of the turkey? Yeah. That sounds right. Hmm. That sounds Star Wars. Star Wars with turkeys. (laughs) Turkeys can be very, let's say, assertive. Some might call it aggressive. I would say confident. Mm -hmm. Male turkeys have a social hierarchy that they establish through acts of dominance. So, like, you may have heard of a pecking order. This is essentially what that is. So, typically, you have a group of male turkeys uh, called gobblers. (laughs) Sorry. Trying to have a serious discussion about turkey hierarchy. And, like, the male turkeys called gobblers associate in familial groups, amongst which there is one dominant gobbler. Do a nature documentary like that. (laughs) 
our new Attenborough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I want to hear Attenborough say gobbler. Gobbler. <laughs> the gobblers. Beautiful sight of the magnificent gobbler. <laughs> so the dominant male is the most successful at mating, whereas the less dominant males are basically waiting for their chance to become the top turkey at some point. So mm. by coming together Actually, these groups of related turkeys have a better chance at passing on their genes than when they are just working alone. Females also have a social hierarchy, but unlike the males where their social hierarchy is constantly changing, like someone's going to be on top the next day, the other person's on the bottom, which is how I imagine like real housewives was. Never watched the show, but <laughs> I assume it's similar to male turkeys like fighting for dominance where it's like one week. Bethany's, I would say that's pretty accurate. Right. One week, Bethany's on top. The next week, Cheryl. Bethany's the only name I know from the show. There is a Bethany. Is it, I've seen it, a few different ones, and you're pretty accurate. Is there a Cheryl? Sharon? Mm, Megan? Uh, hmm, I'm pretty sure Tif there's a Sharon. Tiffinal. Tiffinal? Tiffinal's <laughs> very controversial. She's <laughs> She says what's on her mind, no matter what. No. Uh, Essentially, male turkeys have like a reality show of turkey dominance, whereas female turkeys, they'll establish something of a pecking order, but it's very stable. Like they don't have to kind of like fight for dominance as much because, uh, you know, they they get to there will be multiple female turkeys mating with one dominant male. Oh, however, when they interact with humans, they feel the need to bully us into submission. <laughs> So <laughs> if you've ever encountered wild turkeys, you may know that they can be quite aggressive, quite uh, assertive, and, you know, always trying to fight. Hold my waddle. Hold my waddle. <laughs> <laughs> He's like flipping his snood back over his shoulder <laughs> so he can fight you. Animal control suggests that when you are interacting with wild turkeys, which try not to, first mm. of all, I think that's like the number one, try Try not interacting with wild turkeys is number one. But if you find yourself interacting with wild turkeys, be confident uh, around aggressive turkeys. Make loud noises and assertive movements and never turn your back on a turkey. Don't do it. First <laughs> Sounds of all, like you're joining the mob or something. <laughs> first of all, they are going to immediately say mean things about you the minute your back is turned and they'll possibly attack you. Believable. In Brookline, Massachusetts, there was a typo on the town's website where they wrote, quote, being aggressive towards wild turkeys is recommended by state wildlife officials. <laughs> they meant to write, quote, being aggressive towards wild turkeys is not recommended by state wild officials before like a little while there, everyone in the town of Brookline, Massachusetts is like, all right, it's on. It's on you oh turkeys. Oh, my God. Especially in Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> I could see so many drunk men trying to fight turkeys. You want to go with me, turkey? You want to yeah. go with me? Really? <laughs> Pock your turkey butt in Harvard Yard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's not a bad. That's a pretty good accent. I spent some time there. While it is not suggested that you be aggressive towards the turkey, do not be the instigator. But if the turkey starts a fight with you, be bold, make loud noises. Just don't try to fight the turkey. You know, try to de-escalate with the turkey. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. turkey, listen, bro, calm down. Think yeah. about it. 
think about what you're doing, man. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And, so, you know, it encourages knowing the difference between being assertive and being mm-hmm. an asshole. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, know, you can say what's on your mind and not be mean. Right. Right. You don't you can stand up for yourself with a turkey, but you don't have to escalate the situation with a turkey. hundred percent. Yeah. I like that. I feel like turkeys should be like in these corporate sort of <laughs> conventions or something <laughs> where they're doing workshops on how Never to... turn your back on me. Number one. That's number one. Number two, closers get corn. Corn <laughs> corn is only for closers. Number three Number three, make yeah. sure your snoods snoods out. Snoods, snoods out, out always. Have big, big snood energy. I want like to see big turkey, snood energy. Tony Robbins kind of figure. <laughs> yeah. Turkey Robbins. Gobbling is good. <laughs> the presidential pardoning of a turkey may seem like a strange tradition, but it wasn't always that way. Since 1947, the National Turkey Federation has presented a turkey to the president, not to pardon, but to slaughter and eat. It was only until 1989 when the tradition of officially pardoning a turkey began. However, before then, Jimmy Carter, Richard Nixon, and JFK all informally pardoned their turkeys, sending them to petting zoos. Of course, the official pardoning of turkeys raises the question, did all those other turkeys get railroaded? When we return, we're going to talk about a weird alternative turkey you may have never heard of unless you live in Australia. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. 
Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. There are only two species of actual turkey, the wild North American turkey and the oscillated turkey found in Mexico. Oscillated turkeys were domesticated in ancient Mexico and were, and still are, a common food in the region. Oscillated turkeys are remarkably similar to their North American cousins, other than their more vibrant appearance. They also have a slightly more distinct gobble, sounding something like this. But to find a truly strange so-called turkey, we have to travel to Australia. Alright, so a lot of people, you don't you don't want to just go with the conventional thing, right? Like the conventional turkey. You want mm -hmm. an alternative turkey. Alt turkey. Mm -hmm, so I'm gonna mm -hmm. talk about an alternative turkey for you guys to enjoy. Not to eat, I don't think, but to enjoy visually. Actually, what is we only eat one kind of turkey? We eat, well, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, we eat mostly domesticated farmed turkeys. And they actually can look different from wild turkeys. We do eat wild turkeys. So wild turkeys are hunted and eaten. A lot of the, like, of course, like, there's a lot of regulations around that. Like I said, like, they were almost hunted to extinction in the U.S. But now you can still, I think, hunt for wild turkeys as long as it's it's regulated and you get a license for it and there's like a bag limit. But turkeys are also farmed. And actually farmed turkeys do not look like wild turkeys. They actually have white feathers. And this is so when the farmed turkeys are plucked, if they leave feathers on, it doesn't look as bad. Like when you, like basically the white, turkey pin feathers are less visible on a turkey carcass so for consumers it's like less alarming like hey this used to be a bird i wasn't expecting that with oh. the feathers actually that's why in our bizarre tradition of pardoning a turkey like that turkey it tends to have white feathers it's it doesn't look like the basically the colorful traditional turkey you think of because that's what a farmed turkey looks like Interesting. But if you just want an alternative turkey to kind of rock to, you know, mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I want to talk about the Australian brush turkey, also known as the bush turkey, also known as the scrub turkey, which just makes me think of like a, a, a scrubs turkey. Yeah. Like Zach Braff and Donald <laughs> face on like as turkeys. I thought of... TLC, no scrubs. Mm, mm. I thought of a turkey who thinks he's fly. Mm. I mean, these turkeys are a little fly, if I might say so <laughs> myself. So these are found in the forests of eastern Australia. They are beautiful birds with black feathers, red bare faces and necks, and males have a bright yellow scarf at the base of their neck, which is it's made out of skin, I'll be honest with you. It's a big flap of wrinkly yellow skin. Uh, and wow. This is the waddle for these birds, but it looks like a fetching scarf to me, like a yes, silk scarf. It does. It is very, or like a boa. Like it's like a it's like a weird reverse boa because like the rest of the birds are covered in feathers except the neck part, mm -hmm. which looks kind of like a boa, which doesn't actually have any feathers on it. It's just skin. So it's like an inver it's a skin boa. It's like a nice little statement piece. Yes, exactly. These wattles become even brighter during mating season 
and they swing from side to side as the as these birds uh kind of like jog around um, which just i love the visual you know <laughs> it's a statement yeah it's, oh yeah it's a, it's a powerful, powerful look, these birds. Kind of like their feathers are black, so it's sort of like formal from the neck down and then from the neck mm -hmm. up. It is it is glam. Yeah, they do seem a little more subtle. They're a little more like a classic sort of... Yeah, sort of like a, a theater person who's like got sort of a, a kerchief mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in, a, in a nice blazer. Definitely, yeah, that's the vibe. <laughs> so... While these are called turkeys, they're actually not super closely related to the turkeys found in America, uh, including both the wild turkey of um, North America and the oscillated turkey, which is found in Mexico. But these turkeys, so they're in the same order as turkeys phylogenetically. So Galliforms is the order that contains turkeys, chickens, pheasants, quails, partridges, peacocks, and a lot of other ground-feeding bird species. Turkeys are in their own family, so like our wild turkey, oscillated turkeys are in their own family, um, whereas these Australian bush turkeys are in a different family, so they're not that closely related. They're like the uh, uh, wild turkey in America is as closely related to a quail, actually more closely related to a quail than they are to the Australian bush turkey. Would it be like a brother-in-law sort of relation? Like, Yeah, maybe like sort of like a second cousin twice removed that you see like okay. once every other year and mm. like your Facebook friends, but you don't you know, really talk and interact that much yeah. on Facebook. And you're pretty sure they only, like, message you on your birthday because Facebook sent them a reminder and they click the button that, like, does the automatic birthday message. Right, right. No personalization. Really mm -mm, Just mm -mm. happy birthday. Moving right, on. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, they've said LOL to one of your posts in five years. Yeah. There we go. That's, like, their relationship. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> But despite the Australian brush turkey not being a true turkey, I suppose, they do look a bit like a turkey. Yeah, they, they have do. this similar body shape. They're actually a bit smaller. They're actually quite a bit smaller than the, the wild turkey. A little over half as big. Uh, but one of the cool things about these turkeys are, is their turkey society, which to me is way cooler <laughs> than the American turkey society. So... Australian brush turkeys play a turkey version of Game of Thrones. So a dominant male will build a huge turkey castle, which is actually just a giant mound of leaves, earth, and other forest materials. It's like this <laughs> basically a compost heap, which is like the turkey throne. Okay. And these turkey thrones can reach up to five feet high, which is about 1.5 meters, and 13 feet wide, which is about four meters. Wow. And if you have a big pile of a big turkey mound, big turkey throne, females will love you and they will flock to the turkey mound to mate and lay their eggs in the mound. <laughs> so in the game of turkey mounds, you win or you don't. Yeah. Fly. That also feels very Real Housewives. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. like whoever has the biggest mansion wins sort right. of the thing. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Turkey cribs. Turkey cribs. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just like, this is where the magic happens, and it's <laughs> a pile of leaves. A pile of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So... Because building the mound is so time and energy consuming and he must defeat constant challengers to his throne, fighting (laughs) off rival males, the dominant male only has a short reign over his royal pile of sticks and leaves and dirt before he will be overthrown by a younger, stronger turkey who will take over the mound, possibly add to it, build it up. So you just have this like, you know, constant like fight for power, turkeys taking over, Mm. turkey coos i'm sorry it, it's i didn't mean to like it's not a joke it's like an actual turkey coo <laughs> you know i'm not not being topical even, not being well no i'm not being topical i'm not trying to make a pun about turkeys going coo because they don't really oh gotcha gobble. right no right, but right. i wasn't trying to so <laughs> just ignore that it's fine so these Compost heaps, which the turkeys love, are actually really good for their eggs. So females will lay their eggs within the mound and cover them up. And actually, because it's a basically a compost heap, the uh, temperature inside the mound is a little bit warm. And that helps incubate the eggs. The turkeys will actually test the temperature of the compost heap with their beaks. And if it's like too cold, they will add more twigs and leaf and dirt and stuff to keep their eggs warmer Hmm. and there can be several females all using the same mound and they can lay up to collectively lay up to like almost 50 eggs within a mound so yeah yeah it's the big old big old nursery and of course like for predators who love eggs this is like an amazing place to try to scavenge for (laughs) eggs this is like a buffet right well like sizzler Right, the sizzler for goannas. Uh, goannas are large lizards that are found in Australia. Um, some species can reach up to almost seven feet, which is two meters in length. They are quite big. They are carnivorous. They love to eat eggs. Uh, do you? Did you ever watch uh, that movie, The Rescuers Down Under? I I think I did. I don't remember it very well. With the little mice and the kid yeah. that was kidnapped by a poacher and an eagle. A giant eagle that carries the kid around. And I always wished when I was a kid that a giant eagle would carry me around, but it never happened. So my <laughs> dreams are crushed. <laughs> you might be thankful for that now, <laughs> knowing what eagles are capable of. <laughs> I wanted to do a death spiral with the eagle, Allison. <laughs> okay, okay, understandable. There was this uh, lizard that was like the pet of the poacher. And he would call this lizard the Goanna. And I thought it was just like the name that he called this lizard. But it's actually the uh, d- the name of the type of lizard that it is. There's a bunch of species of Goannas. And they huh. are big old, big old lizards. I think they're kind of cute. Sounds Anyways, like naming your dog, dog. Yeah. Or even like more like naming your dog canine. Like even more generic than that. Oh. Like it's not even a specific species of Goanna. Just like. Hey, canine. Whoa. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it is a, it is a, it is like a direct, direct to VHS Disney movie. So what can you, <laughs> what can you say? Um, 
So goannas will try to get some of these eggs, and it seems like, you know, like these pretty, not like huge birds, smaller than a turkey, like what's the problem? Well, the brush turkeys are extremely aggressive, and they will completely go ham on anyone trying to take their eggs. And there are goannas that actually have severe injuries that are found like with all these scars because of the brush turkeys just mercilessly pecking the hell out of them oh because they tried to steal their eggs. So, yeah, it's um, I think we have come to basically the moral of the episode, which is don't fuck with turkeys. <laughs> I believe that. Shoot. Yeah. yeah, that is a uh, yeah. If you if you learn one thing from this podcast, it's don't don't screw around with turkeys. Do you not? No, no. It's just not. It's not a situation you want to be in. You don't want to put yourself in the situation of having to talk down a turkey that mm-hmm. is about to attack you. Hot headed. Right. Right. Yeah. Any questions? <laughs> Well, I know not to fuck with turkeys, so good. that's good. I think you uh, got the main point. <laughs> I guess if I... Okay, there was one thing that I was wondering about when you are talking about the eggs. Could they be eaten like chicken eggs? Sure. Any do people bird do egg. that? Maybe. Yeah, I think so, actually. People do eat turkey eggs. I don't huh. know about, b- probably brush turkey eggs that happen sometimes. You know, they could be used as sort of like a, a local local food source. I'm not I'm not too certain about it, but it seems, seems like possible. it could. As long as you don't get pecked to death by them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, any bird egg can be eaten like a chicken egg because they all start out with oh, the really? yolk. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, ostrich egg, you can, you can make a giant omelet if you want. From oh from a quail egg to an ostrich egg, you can make an omelet. It's oh, that's be, true. Yeah. I have had quail mm-hmm. egg. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. I wonder with the hummingbird egg, I feel like you if you had to make an omelet with a hummingbird egg, you would need to do it over like a tea tea light candle or like a lighter. It'd be Just so like tiny. A, put it in a spoon like, <laughs> like over a lighter. Make a tiny hummingbird omelet. <laughs> Don't eat hummingbird eggs, you guys. Don't do it. They're yeah. sweet and cute. But I honestly, I'd kind of like to see somebody try just because. <laughs> I'd like to see an episode of like Hell's Kitchen where they have to cook an omelet with an ostrich egg and then a hummingbird egg. Yeah. And then Gordon Ramsay just like berates them endlessly. Yeah, I would watch that 100%. Well, I think we've cracked the case on turkeys, don't you? <laughs> I think so, too. Yeah, I, I've learned a lot. Well, thank you so much for joining me on my, my turkey episode special. Where can people find you? Where can the turkeys find you? Yeah. <laughs> Any hot, eligible, single turkeys mm-hmm. who want to find me, uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, at JustAboutGlad. Uh, and also, you have an Audible original, right? You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I wrote it, and it's on Audible right now. It's called Like Mother, and it's a scripted podcast, loosely semi-autobiographical based on uh, my relationship with my mother, and it stars me and Susie Essman of Curb Your Mm. Enthusiasm, so pretty exciting, yeah. 
That is exciting. And you can find us on the internet at Creature Feature Pod on Instagram, at Creature Feet Pod on Twitter. That's F E A T, not F E E T. That is something very different. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter at Katie Golden, K A T I E G O L D I N. You know, just for Katie thoughts, not always about animals, but sometimes about animals. Sometimes I do threads where I roast your pets. So, you know, look out for that. If you want to directly send me a picture of your pet or a question for the podcast or episode idea or whatever, uh, you can email me at creaturefeaturepod at gmail.com. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope everyone is staying safe. Try to, you know, keep it safe this holiday season. You know, like COVID is still out there. It's still still lurking so yeah just just try try to try to keep it safe keep it tight keep it personal <laughs> consider just ordering pizza and calling yeah it a day. yeah save a turkey order a pizza <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you to the space cossacks for their super awesome song exolumina creature feature is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts like the one you just heard, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or, hey, guess what? Wherever you listen to your favorite shows. See you next Wednesday. Okay, just one more. I'm going to do one more turkey gobble. Hang on. This is going to be the best one. That was good. (laughs) Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, The CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.